big cheese. Did y'all ever watch Metroid 3? It's a magic number. Yes, it is. It's the magic number. Rightio, let's get to the recording then. Right, in it, bruv. Make sure the microphone's at your mouth, bruv. We keep all that, um, that unused audio, yeah? We're going to keep it all? Yeah, all four minutes and 30 seconds of it. Oh, yeah. You know, they want the authentic experience before I cut out, like, 20 minutes of a conversation until the episode starts. Because that's how most things start. We just sit down, let the mics roll, and then the episode starts when I decide, because I'm the dictator here. Ah, does that mean I'm like? You're my court. This self, <laughs> the court jester, stands <laughs> for me. Um, this is just a quick, cool factoid I found out about Mr. Shazam. Oh, um, the the character Shazam. You mean Captain Marvel? Yeah, Captain Marvel. So you know the way all superheroes have their like. Like side names, yes. Like Batman is the uh, what you call it, the Dark Knight, s- the Dark Knight, or like the Cowl, whatever. The Caped Crusader, the Caped Crusader, the world's greatest detective. He's got many titles. Superman's got the Man of Steel, Man of Tomorrow, yeah, Man of Tomorrow. Uh, the Flash has the Crimson, Red crim- Crimson, something Crimson, Crimson Streak. Is it Crimson Streak? My Crimson Streak in my ass. <laughs> no, uh... <laughs> I want to get that checked out. Yeah, uh... Yeah, <laughs> But... Shazam's... The Big Cheese. Isn't that cool? Why Why is he known as why, The Big why, Cheese? Why is, big, is it because he has a big yellow lightning bolt coming down his chest? I have literally... Oh! That's probably it. That's it. Could be that. It could be the fact that he's quite cheesy as a character. Yes, like you know, that was one thing I found jarring about the film was like Billy Batson as a teenager was just too grown up, and then Zachary Levi as Shazam was just too childish. Yeah, it's like they felt like two different people. I know that, like yes and no, but Zachary Levi's like, and then you know the kid who played um Billy Batson was like, oh, I hate everything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I fe- I felt like he got quite happy when he um. Started getting famous. Both sides of the character got In, happy. I'm curious to see um, Fury of the Gods because I enjoyed the first Shazam. It was it's just one of those ones where it's just kind of I don't want to call it a sleeper hit because like you know. Do if, we do we have to see Dwayne the Rock Johnson first or? I don't know. Or is that still going? Because he that that's that was like announced. Yeah, they showed like a little sizzle ago. reel that like it was announced all the way back in 2000 and something, and now it's actually apparently there's going to be. A trailer at the Super Bowl on Sunday, but, you know, it's going to be hard because the DCEU is in this weird phase of trying to phase out everything while trying to keep it going. Yeah. Allegedly speaking. I think today, well, I know today is like a Nintendo Direct, which I might look up now to see what's happening, if it is happening. I, I don't know if it's a Nintendo Direct or I just saw a post on Reddit, meaning it might not be true. That I believe hap- everything Reddit tells me. Yeah, true. That's something about Metroid's happening today. Yeah, because now Dread is like what the best-selling Switch game. Uh, it's the best-selling Metroid game. This, uh, 
it's going to so take all... all 10 copies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, it's... Hey, the dog. Um, he's not supposed to be up here. Yeah, but he's... Uh, what do you call it? Metroid's... The best-selling Metroid game... The best-selling Switch game, I think, is still either Mario or... Or... Um, Zelda. Breath of the Wild, yes. Breath yeah. of the Wild 2, which they just announced too early, I think. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. They, I mean, I'm fine with the two trailers that I've gotten. I really kind of don't want any more. Mm. Um, because that's kind of what I was like going into uh, Breath of the Wild 1. I only saw, like, two trailers. And most of the trailers were literally just the plateau, the first mm. section of the entire game. Which is good. Yeah. You know, that actually didn't really show you too much that there was a whole world to explore yeah but i'm gonna tell you something annoying that happened to me this week oh yeah so for those who don't know my second name technically isn't monks well it is now i was born under my puppy's name and i have daddy issues and i've never met my puppy so i wanted to get it changed you know to actually be the name i was using so I had to go through solicitors to do a deed poll, which is pretty much saying on paper, hey man, my name is Monks. And that took a while, because mainly I wanted to get my passport and all my identification changed and whatnot. Just so, you know, it's just tidy up. And I was looking on DFA, which is the website for all the passport stuff, and it says, we do not accept deed poll. Deed poll? Yeah, which is the cert to say that I spent two years trying to chase up to change my name. To be told, we don't accept. So I'm thinking, okay, what the fuck? I've spent two years, a lot of money, trying to sort this out, and now you're telling me I can't do it. So I was looking under all... I was looking for all the paperwork I have in my drawer, so I had to rip my drawers out to find bank statements from two years ago and just other forms of documentation from two years ago with my name, Monks. Keen Monks. Yeah. Because it says, oh, we'll accept it under common usage, which means you just put your name... So all this time... I could have just had my everything up to date and I pretty much just gave the solicitors free money. So thankfully I found two notes with my name from two years ago and it's just, it was annoying. Oh my god, it was so annoying. Yeah. This is like one of them adult problems because I've always had problems with my second name and whatnot because I'm work. I wasn't allowed to use monks. But that was just an, uh, there was another annoying two thing. Two years as well. Like, yeah, that, going back two years. That's so fucking annoying to like dig up Yep. that old not that much I mean and it has to be certain I, I things even, I don't even think I have any papers that would regard my name it has to be from it has to be a bank statement or a government thing which had me um, confused because way back at the start pre-pandemic era January yeah. 2020 I was summoned to do jury duty and on the documents they sent me via the post it was under monks so I'm just like okay why is it under monks there and not this it's very confusing Mm. So I found the documentation just saying I did jury duty, which I presume is government, which it'd be really weird if it wasn't. But you know, Some guy just posted, he's like, yeah, you're doing jury duty, my jury duty, you're just doing it. <laughs> there were there some interesting cases, uh, like I wish I could have done it, but I only started my job literally three weeks before that. So I'm already like, hey guys, I know I just started, but I have to take like a week or so off because I got jury duty. But there, ah, was some, jury duty. there was it. some interesting cases, like there was one where there was this... Four people in this family, I believe the father, the auntie, the daughter, and someone else. So four people. And they were accused of murdering the mother. 
Fucking what? By dismembering her. And allegedly one of them dressed up as her to just hide the fact that they killed her so they get rid of the body. What? Yeah. And it was in Drumcondra as well, so it's not too far away. How the fuck? And, you know, that that case was eight weeks long. And it's one I wish I could have seen because I was like, okay, I need to see how this ends. Another one was the case of 64 buckets where I can't remember off the top of my head, but someone, it's either they stole 64 buckets or they just infringed on someone. I don't know, but the case was 10 weeks long over buckets. I'm like, okay, I would have loved to have seen that one. But, you know, the one with the four people, they were convicted guilty. So I saw them from the four murderers. Oh, wow. Yeah, they they know my face. So if I ever go missing one day, but yeah, jury duty, it was boring. Like, uh, just, there were some cases where it was, like, a day or two long, but I remember on one day there was one judge, because you you just pretty much sit in a room and you wait for hours, and it's like a lottery, because you're given a number in the post, and if they call that number out, you gotta go up. And one thing that was funny was, like, a lot of the cases were men, like, against women, like, you know, the women accused the man of doing this and whatnot, and all the lawyers, because the lawyers there can, like, they can save for some jurors to go away, and funnily enough, they got rid of all the women. (laughs) So, you know, I'm like, I'm like that, that's a bit suspicious already. But, you know. What the hell? I can't believe they I can argue that. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, how they, can they argue that too? They can just, because I think they can pick someone who can just, I don't, I don't, I can't remember how it works. It was over two years ago. Yeah. Or if they looked young enough. Apparently, I didn't look young enough, but I, uh, I just kept going up to the judge like, hey, I can't afford to come in. And one of them was like, yeah, fair enough. And the other one was like, um, your job, like, legally requires you to leave. Like, yeah, that's great. I can't afford to come in here for eight weeks with no money. Yeah. But, yeah. And then another annoying thing that happened to me this week was I was cleaning my camera sensor, which is the most delicate part in the sensor, something I'm used to now. And, you know, the process of cleaning a camera sensor is you hold it upside down, you have this little blower to blow dust out, then you get a little swab, which I have here in my hand to show you for sample. You put this non-streaking alcohol on it and you just rub from one side into the other standard procedure it's pretty scary but you get used to it okay i looked at my camera sensor and there's two long scratches going across it now yeah i seen you yeah yeah you were going into town one of the days because you did an instagram story and i saw you going yeah. into town because you're trying to you're trying were you trying to find a replacement lens or no so pretty much what happens with that now is with camera sensors, there's a few filters in front of it. So that was, I think, the yeah. infrared filter. But, you know, in camera terms, with the aperture to let light in, o- over T8, I can still use it. But under that, you can see the mark. Yeah. So what I've been doing now is I've been emailing just a few repair places to see if I can get it fixed up. The max I'm going to do is 200 because I've had that camera for a few years. It's been reliable. Mm. But, you know, it would be a shame to replace it when I have no money. Because that also reminds me. I can't open up a fucking credit union account because the whole passport situation, because my passport's been out of date for five years and I want it under monks and I want to get a credit union loan out to get a new camera. Okay. (laughs) So the camera's still usable, you know, over certain conditions, which I never shoot below T8 most of the time anyway. But it's just, it sucks. Because it's one of the scariest things about owning a camera because, like, you know... Yes, I can have it sent off professionally to be cleaned, but I also want to be the professional who cleans my own gear. But, you know, it was bound to happen. But I just think there was just something stuck to the sensor and it just scraped. Yeah, yeah. So, people who own cameras out there, take care of yourself. Just sometimes these things happen, but thankfully it wasn't too damaging. 
Yeah. Like I said, that camera has served me well, which also reminds me, Knock Knock has over a thousand views now. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not. That's a good. Yeah, which is, is what's it called, Mark? What's yeah, it, for my technical, technically first short film, that I put up six months ago. Yeah, thousands. Which yeah. you know, it's a little celebration. Which it's it's weird because whenever you upload anything to YouTube, the max you usually get is two. So I'm like, where the fuck are all these people coming from? And you know what? It has me really wanting <clears throat> to make something this weekend. So yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try plan something tomorrow and Friday and just try make something this weekend nice so if you're free <laughs> i'd be down uh, yeah. i think am i free this weekend i'm in work but i don't know if i'm like oh, i'm planning on shooting it kind of like if, if you're in work fair enough but i don't know i just i feel like i want to yeah. make something this weekend that's awesome you know like i just i didn't realize because i've been i remember halloween there was a surge because you know searching up spooky movies and yeah there was a surge of like 300 views which was like cool but then just the other day i had a look and i feel kind of proud you know, yeah. like the little thing. But now it also terrifies me because, like, now if I make something of even better quality and it goes out there and I get six views, I'm like, well, I peaked. <laughs> I peaked. Yeah. But, you know, it just has me that bit motivated that there is people out there willing to check out my work. Yeah. And now I just want to make something because I just, I just had that urge. Like, it's mm. been gone for so long. And now all of a sudden, it just, I was like, I need to do it. I need to make something. And I have an idea. It's one I actually thought of on Halloween, which that's how long that idea's been sitting there. But, you know, maybe this weekend. So now if I don't do it, I'm going to be biting my words the next time. <laughs> but besides that, I haven't been really been up to much. You know, just it was it was an annoying week for me. Yeah. For me, it was, well, isolating. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I was in... Worked the last two days. And you're like, oh, this guy's back yeah. again. I, oh, yeah. I guess I, I played two new g- games. Well, I, I played a couple of games. A lot more games. Uh, because I was just bored of shit. But hmm. the two games I played that are so similar. I, it's like... what It's it's so similar. But there's also enough variation from it. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. They're both... They're both weird experiences in themselves ones i would actually classify as a game mm. the other one i i i don't know what the hell it is i mean it's it's a it's, piece of art <laughs> yeah basically it's just a story to be honest i mean you, I, the control scheme is one button okay how does that work uh so basically you're on a rail okay i'll tell you the game it's 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 don't it's just wait. Uh, say no more. Not like no more. Say no. And just oh. more. Yeah. So say no. More. Dash, more. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's a game that I when I was, I mean, I've had it in my library for a long time because it just looked interesting. Uh, I thought it was like a stupid like game that you could walk like around Stanley in. Parable wannabe? Yeah, no, cuz it has a lot no, cuz Stanley Parable's creative in its gameplay mm. while this is just since there's only one button, you can only go in one direction. Mm. I say one direction. 
you you can't actually move. You're you're not moving your character. Your character's on a rail. Uh, so it just does things. People go in front of you. I'll tell you the premise. Actually, that's probably a better. I'll tell you why I think these games are similar. Like, so the two games I played were Say No More and uh, Going Under. Going Under is a going on. I'll tell you the premise of both of them because they're so similar. I can actually say that you're a new intern in this corporation and your character is being told to do something that they do not want to do. Oh. That is the premise of both those games. Huh. And they take different routes because at the beginning of Say No More, you're told by your friend that uh, he's like, hey, I'm uh, behind on rent. Is that if you pay my rent for me? In advance, me? yeah. Yeah, and... You'll get your rent and, when you fix this goddamn door. Yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, why I, I, I like uh, Say No More's story in a sense is because it's because your character's learning to say no, basically. Uh, he, it's a very like liberal. I'm getting don't click the button vibes. Uh, mem- he, remember, remember that one where like you press buttons and other things open, just like 10 different endings. You probably know oh, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm getting vibes like that. Yeah. It's it's a bit weird because there's no multiple endings. You just press one button every time a person comes in front of you and says, Hey, can you do this for me? And you say, No. And then like they get blasted off because no is a superpower. <laughs> it's it's a really it's a really nice looking game. Like it, it has like PlayStation One polygon esque yeah. graphics. But it works in its favor if it's charm. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, it, it, I say it has PlayStation 1 polygon graphics, but it, it's still, it's not going for a PlayStation 1, like, look. It doesn't have, like, that, uh, those old TV scan lines that you see, uh, that you can put a filter over everything. It doesn't CRT, do yeah. Yeah, CRT TVs. It, it doesn't do that kind of filter. It just, it just has, I it was, it was done by a team, but it, it was, it's it's got its look and i think it's it's a cool look um and your character just throughout going through your job as well as an intern you say no to people who are kind of putting you down and you're like no I, I, no go no 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 and you say no to everything and it's funny cuz you can change your nose from german no like the nine <laughs> and, then, and like the french like no <laughs> uh and it's it's cool but it's um it's not a game like i can tell you right now it's not a game you press one button throughout the entire thing and it's more of an experience so more so than a game because but they're co- like they're like diamonds in the rough like you don't need a game where you can just move all about the time it's just literally one and done you're like that was pretty cool yeah like, look at subliminal for example oh yeah like, it's a lot more complex but you play it once you're like that was something. Unless you want to speed run it, but then yeah, that's another. <laughs> Would you say you're you're a person who says who finds it very hard to say no to things, or if one asked, or um, people? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I would probably. 
I say no if I really don't like it, but I don't really find much of things annoying when people ask me to do some, something, so... What, what would be the limit for you? Limit? Kill somebody? Okay, bring it down <laughs> a notch. <laughs> um, That's a maybe well, for me. <laughs> well, like... Uh, what is a thing that I, I, I would be, like, hard set no on? Say is, if you were in work oh, tomorrow and someone said, hey, let's go out tonight. Would you say no or would you oh, show? Oh, yeah, I'd say no if I really just didn't want to go. But, I mean, after work I really don't have much to do anyway. So I'm just like, yeah. What's something, or, you, what's something you wish you said no to before? I said no to before. Yeah, like, you, you said, like, I don't want to do this, but you said yes anyway. Oh, that's kind of hard. That's a tr- like that's what where how far back would I have to go for that? I mean, the moment you were born. <laughs> yeah, the doctor's like, "You're going to live." And I'm like, "No!" no! <laughs> <laughs> Give me that umbilical cord. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. I don't know actually. But Yeah, the game the game does do a cool thing, by the way, where at the end your friend calls you and this is the first time you've gained enough courage because you said said no to a lot of people already mm. that you can say no to your friend which is and then and then the game goes on like a tangent saying it's it's easy to say no to a colleague in work that you've just gone to and uh is like is hard it's easier because you probably don't know them personally and you're not at a personal level to say like random stuff so saying no you should be allowed to do and it shouldn't be a thing if your boss you tells you, you to shouldn't do feel something bad for saying it. yeah and if your boss tells you to do something and you say no that's it's basically pointing out that work shouldn't be a hell for you no you shouldn't be told by your boss and not be able to say no you should be able to say no and uh, and yeah, your character goes throughout this entire game trying to build up the courage. Because the higher up you go in the uh, your bosses, right? It 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 pretend the gameplay. This is where the gameplay kind of falters because it pretends to be harder, but it's but not. It's, it's still scripted. Yeah. yeah, it's just scripted. So you're just tapping no constantly. You can hold the button and charge your nose. But that really does fucking nothing. And it's then, just for style and flair. Yeah, yeah. So you can just tap no throughout the entire game, and you can complete it. But uh, which the higher up your bosses go, the story like shows that like bosses will like that, and 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 your character goes hmm, 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 when you can't say no. So uh, obviously. The further you go up in your bosses, the more confident you build. Then you finally say no to your friend, who, um, uh, who obviously wants needs to pay rent. But like, the story slowly shows you that your friend has been doing this for months. Yeah, taking advantage. Yeah, and he's taking advantage, and he's he's shown no signs of getting himself a job and paying for his own things. He, and it's like this is a really good moment it's a good message as well yeah yeah the game also says that like it's just like saying no is a good thing and it's something you should do more often but it's like it also says that like maybe you shouldn't always say no to everything sometimes you should and then it's just like and then they 
they break the fourth wall and say, maybe there's like some parallel universe out there <laughs> that there's more complex issues than just saying no won't fix. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's it's 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 a funny game and it's a game. And then the other game, Going Under, which is again similar plot wise because you're an intern as well. You you start off in this business that like sells slushies or whatever. The other company like in just say no more. You don't really know what your company does, but in Going Under you do. Um, I think Going Under is the better game because better gameplay, better overall. It left a better impact on you, probably. Yeah, it's a, a roguelike, so it's kind of like Hades. Um, but everything is modeled off uh, what you call it. Uh, what's the best? Kind of like Google and Facebook kind so of. So it's like shady corporates that pretty much owns the world yeah basically and it i mean it the layout of everything is so well done that it's like yeah this is this looks like when messenger messages me and i'm just like wow this is it it, it's like it really immerses you yeah it's phenomenally done and you have to go to other companies to like because they added company goblins and stuff like that. <laughs> it, it's 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 a very funny game as well as being just creative in all sense. Probably has a lot of commentary about today's society. Yeah, it really does. It, I mean, it, it, show, it shows how... In, well, I mean, both games show how interns are just abused to all fucking hell. And... And how capitalism's pretty shit. <laughs> and... And I was like, I'm I'm into these both these stories, and then, uh, yeah, going under is like, I think the better game for the fact better gameplay, more characters that are better. Like, just say no has like five NPC characters. NPC one, NPC two, and NPC three. Yeah, it has like five characters. Your character, the friend, uh. This other character who is also a new intern, but she's like the opposite of you. She will say yes to everything because that's what she's been told. That's the dynamic. Yeah. So, and and you and that clashes with like you just saying no because like she's trying to stay with the mold, but you're trying to break it. And there's another intern who's conflicted, who so doesn't maybe. know. Yeah, he doesn't know if he wants to say yes or no. And and then there's um actually there's really only four characters because the other characters are like enemies like your bosses which don't really have a character <laughs> at all to be honest evil corporate man yeah yeah basically money 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 yeah Mister Squidward Mister Squidward yeah and uh, going under has like so many I mean it has. So it's it's like a a slushy or like a a fizz company like a Coca Cola company type thing, but except um, carbonated beverage. Yeah, basically, and like there's like a guy at the till who's like your classic like hi babe. I'm oh, like what your, do you want? Yeah, yeah, basically, he's like that. He you have that uh, boss who's like manipulating you constantly. Who um. Get off your phone. I'm not paying you to be on your phone. Yeah, except she's not getting paid. She's an intern. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> and she and he's just like I'm giving you an opportunity. He's like, um, this is like, hey, can you go down there and like 
vanquish those goblins they're really pests when they come <laughs> up here and 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 your character is just like uh, yeah but i i applied for like an internship for uh advertisement and he's just like yeah but if you don't do this uh i might just like give a bad word into like like your next company and stuff like that and it's just like yeah, bad reference pretty much yeah, yeah. get you blacklisted yeah yeah and it's just and that scares your character into doing whatever the fuck he says and uh there's the boss above him, which is the dumb CEO who just who, money, money, yeah, don't care, money, money. Yeah, who's just getting money, like he he's he's not working at all. He just he's just getting money. There's the finance um person, who works all the finances, and she's constantly telling everybody that this company's going under. <laughs> We're like and We're going out. under. See how going under both in the fact that you have to go under the business to fight goblins and like skeletons and shit while <laughs> bless you and um, while uh well the company the is, is going yeah, under yeah while the business is also going under there's also the guy who creates um the fizz flavors like the the carbonated beverage flavors uh and then there's the tech girl um and a dog the dog's always with the tech girl um and <laughs> Uh, and she, she's that tech girl is like has just annoyed by everything. But basically, everything new that comes into the game, every character just gets mad <laughs> because like it starts off with the um, tech girl getting angry. It shows her getting like it shows why you shouldn't really like the boss because he's just like, hey, we got this new brand new like app in, and she's just like, none of the systems are going to work with that, and, and oh, she's like, I can, I can relate to that. Yeah, one. and and then she and like the business company like no, it. no, it's super intuitive and yeah. it'll make your workflow even better. Yeah, basically, and then she's just like, oh, and then like, and then the fizz guy who creates the flavors, he's just like, okay, I'm I'm happy with whatever the fuck you do, um, as long as you just don't hinder my uh workflow my workflow yeah. and me creating my own flavors and then they bring in an ai that says <laughs> people want this flavor so make more of this flavor and he's just like you said you weren't going to like like they promised that they wouldn't like fuck with him making it's like the drinks, age old but... question oh if we put more self-automated <laughs> stuff there's gonna be no more jobs yeah yeah and it's it's the game's really good in the fact and like it's also funny because the tech goblins underneath they're like um they're they're called like goblin like linked in and <laughs> there's a clever yeah and there's crypt there's like a cryptocurrency thing and is there an nft well no actually i don't know if there's an nft I, I haven't got too far into the game yet but and but the crypto is like the crypt like so there's all zombies mining down there for like, crypto. <laughs> and uh and yeah and there's one more tube that i haven't tried yet because i want i what i was trying to do is beat each level fully before moving on to the next one um and the rest of the game is just it just gets really hard like uh, after the first dungeon after the goblin like the, you do the goblin and then like dungeon and then you do the crypto uh one which is way harder than the goblin one and um then there's another tube that again I, I don't know what's in it i think it's sun to do with witches um but it's it's just the game is impeccably creative and with everything it's doing I, and i think overall better story better characters and better 
gameplay than just say no, which is funny because they're just two very similar things. I I love things like that. Mm. It's just a simple idea, but yet they do so much with it. Like there's so many <clears throat> ideas and examples. Like a lot of indie games, especially like we mentioned a few, the Stanley Parable, which started off as a G mod. Yeah, mod. Yeah. Mod, mod, mod. Almost every, like I, f- I can't mention the amount of games that are, began with G mod or like, like, because uh, that started with it, and then there's another game. Fuck, what game? What, I'm trying to remember. CS:GO started. Yeah, as Source. A, yeah, as um, then well, yeah, that technically didn't that start a Half Life Source thing though, didn't? I think so. I yeah, can't so remember. So it wasn't exactly G mod, but it's they bought G-Mod. the team who made yeah. it, and then they turn it into Counter Strike. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and then a couple of games because back then Valve made games, and they were very happy to bring people in. Yeah, the Index recently launched, I think. Yeah, I don't really care. That's fair enough. I but mean, like, the Switch just does it for me, and I don't want to play Switch. I mean, like Steam games <laughs> on, on on like a handheld. Really, to be honest, because m- most of them, most of them are so like huge games that you're like, I'll just play that. Oh, there's smoke coming out of this. But yeah. you know, like that's one thing. One thing I'm trying to get more into is actually just reading books. Like I have a book here in front of us that I actually mm. want to read. Because just simple, I've read so many simple stories. Like I love full circle stories where like you start off at the start and it just comes full circle. Mm. But like I used to do a lot of creative writing in mainly in school, and it's just there's a certain flow when writing that's just so great that you can't get on a computer when you're just typing. Because with a computer you can just type, whereas with a pen you have to keep going, you have to keep going. Mm. And of course, I I want to try and make a short film that's too clever for its own good. But the problem with that is you can potentially just fall into pretentious pretentiousness. Yeah. Like, you know, like I want to make something that people go, oh, that was really cool, but I'm not smart enough to do that. And yeah, I have no point to this. But like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm just trying to think of other like little simple things. Cause, like, you know, mm. that had me think with my own job that like, you know, I do have a problem with saying no because in my workplace an established business store. I'm one of the most reliable people there. Just that's just because type of person I am where like I come in early as I do a lot of the heavy lifting and it's just expecting at this point where I don't really get a lot of help and it's you know it's kinda catching up to me. And like, you know, whenever I say no to things I just kinda feel guilty about it. Like I remember one time my boss rang me at five AM asking me to come in for six AM and of course I said no, but it's just one of those things where it's like, why should I feel bad when they're ringing me at 5am to come in? I know. Uh, that happened to me recently, actually. Well, w- once I got out of isolation, I was I was confused on when to come in because because um, uh, I was out of my isolation, but my tests were still coming up like positive. So I was wondering, like, hey, when do I come in? And they didn't respond to me till the next day, saying, "Oh yeah, you should come in." Like two hours after my shift began, and I'm just like, I don't want to come in. I'm not getting a complete day. I don't want to come in. Yeah, which is fair enough. Yeah, because I remember there was a few times, la, not Christmas 2021, but 2020, where I'd be rostered in for 6 a.m. Mm. in the dead of winter. I'd come up. And they just wouldn't show up. And I didn't know at the time, like, if they're not there after, like, half an hour, you have the right to go home. 
So I was waiting there. And it happened a few times where they'd come in at 7. But one time it happened and they didn't come in until 8. And I should have said, fuck this, I'm going home. I said to them, I want to be paid for them two hours. Mm. But, yeah, no, I had a few I have a few work horror stories. Like, I remember the first job I ever had was working in a bar. Mm. And just that entire place, was red that, flags galore. Was, was what I was working. Betsy or something? Yeah. Pre-Betsy Empire. Oh, Empire. And I remember that, like, they'd clock me in and out. Like, uh, technically, I was working from 9 to uh, nine p.m. to 3 a.m. But I had to stay back an extra two hours and help clean. Yeah. And I didn't get paid for that. Like, I was only working two days a week, but I was only getting 80 euro. And I'm like, something's not right here. Yeah. And I just said, screw this, handed in my notice. And then, like, two weeks later, the company liquidated. It shut down, and no one got redundancy, apparently. Oh. So I'm like, thank God I got out of there, but oh, not that place. I remember, funny thing was, like, one of the managers took me aside, and he goes, okay, this is your sexual assault training. You're a guy. Deal with it. That's what I got. <laughs> what? Yeah, like, that job made me uncomfortable, because, like, there was a lot of older ladies who liked to touchy-feely. I didn't even leave a tip. But, yeah, like, you wow. know. That's that's kind of... That's kind of fucked. I don't like that type of double standard. I mean, don't get me wrong, like... No one should be touching people no, Yeah, nobody general. should be touching people, like... But, yeah, that was... I remember yeah. he just turned around and said to me, like, you know, oh, like, girls is one thing, but you just deal with it. I'm like, okay. I yeah. don't want to. And then, of course, that night, there was just a group of rowdy old women who were just... It made me uncomfortable, but you can't exactly be mean to them. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. I'd get in trouble for it. But, you know, I tried to just... I decided, you know what? I don't want to work in a bar again. Then I worked in a kitchen, and that was bliss for a while. But it was mm. a lot of work. But what a, what other stuff? Like, I don't know. I just... Trying to do freelance stuff has taught me to say no to a lot of things. Yeah. Like, you know, just like with the whole incident with that rapper last summer where he was just overstepping boundaries, just making threats, and I was saying, no, I'm not caving into you. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, it's just I, saying no is important. Yeah. What you call it? Recently, I've, um, he said just there, like you're reading more books. I got into, uh, reading, what you call it? The Halo book, uh, what you call it? Cryptid? Oh, uh, the, one, the, the Forerunners, the, yeah, the, the Forerunner trilogy. Yeah. Where, I'm I'm getting super invested into that book. I heard it's actually really good. Oh, it's I'm like I was I was worried going into it because well, when it was one of the more interesting books that I I was um when looking over the previewed preview of all each book, I was like that looks more interesting and especially cuz I got like a hint to what happens to one of the characters. I um, know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um and I guess we could say his name, Chakus, right? Tree yeah. for tree, guilty spark. Yeah, yeah. We know, like, we know what happened. I knew what happened to him. Like, that sounds super. In- so I wanted to go through his entire story. Um, and now I've gotten into this. This, I love this story so much where I'm just like, wow. Like, I was told that he basically just got, like, dragged along by a foreigner. And I'm like, oh, cool. He is literally just getting dragged along with the other human, just getting dragged along with this foreigner. They have no control. I mean, this foreigner also has no control. Like, the thing you have to know about Halo is, Halo is all about the enemies before the enemies before the enemies before the enemies. Hence, Forerunner and Precursor are, like, the big things they talk about. Yeah, and Uh, there's even a big thing before them. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, I remember 
with the Bungie trilogy or just the Bungie games, one thing I loved that I think three four three made a big mistake on was explaining the forerunners. I love the fact that like all this mm. forerunner stuff was there. Ancient yet advanced, and it was just so cool exploring these big things. Like this is so advanced. Yeah. Then in Halo Four, they just tried to over-explain everything. It just. I, I really um, I really want to replay Four, because now I'm reading a book with the big bad in it. Didact. The didact. The librarian. Yeah. There's actually multiple didacts, which confused the shit out of me for a second. I was like, what the fuck? Did you know that there was a comic after Halo Four where Chief actually kills the didact? He survived somehow. Oh really? Yeah, like that. That's that's another thing that annoys me about three four three era is like with Bungie, they made the books to go alongside. So if you want to do some world building, it's there. Whereas with the three four three games, it's necessary yeah. to understand what's happening. Yeah. Of course, with the forerunners being important, but yeah, with this book, look who the author is. Jonah Hill. <laughs> no, <it's> Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan Sims. Um, yeah, that guy. That's why I picked that one up. Ah. But now I have another book. I There's this series on Reddit called Tales from the Gas Station. It started off as like a no-sleep story, but it was like diary entries. And it's just this comedic horror, which was something that caught me off guard about a night shift worker at the gas station and all this weird stuff happening. And it got turned into a book. And I got the trilogy, and which is just chilling up there. And it was interesting to see. It's on top of the GameCube. It's interesting to see. I remember I talked to you about it before. The difference between that. Like, it was diary posts on Reddit, but then in the book, it's an actual story. And then I also have the second book from Blind Boy of his short story collection, which is like, I, I like anthologies. Mm. And then this book that I picked up recently is called 13 Stories by Jonathan Sims, head archivist. Uh, I screwed it up, but yeah, the guy who wrote the Magnus Archives, which. Yeah. It's something that I was like, oh my god, this is really good. So now I have a lot of expectations for this book. But I feel like, you know, just books, they are fantastic because, you know, just once you get into them, it's just like, these words on papers are creating this image in my head. And it's something I do because, like, I'm a very visual person, as I've said. Like, I find it hard to just digest information when it's just in words. I like seeing Mm. visuals, which is why I like comics and now manga. But I need to, if I want to be fully creative, I feel like I'm missing a huge part by ignoring so I do listen to a lot of audio stuff as well, but again, to really just force yourself to read and take in all the words, yeah, I think that's just a level of creativity that's just untapped with me. Yeah, because I used, like I said, I used just all them classic creepy passes. I used to love reading. I used to love listening to because they're just dumb stories that were, but I I, I struggle to come up with just mm. dumb stories anymore. I mean, I guess apart from Halo Cryptum. The only book I've really been reading is a comic book, which is the uh, well, I've been reading a couple of things, but I've been reading uh, Blue Exorcist. I've been reading that since I was like I watched season one of the anime. Yeah, that's that's a weird anime. It's like I like the first season, but the ending of the first season is like, what the fuck just happened there? And then. The second season happens, and it just like recons a lot, or like it, it goes, takes it goes back, which I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. Like it, continue the story. It goes backwards. Well, yeah, continue the story that was never in the manga. The anime just kind of gives up on following the manga halfway through, and then it shows an ending that you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Well, the and then the anime is like, "Oh fuck, we'll go back," and and do this story proper, 
and we're like even and then you do one of the most boring arcs in the entire you proceed to do the most boring arc in the entire series which i mean i really like blue exodus and i've been reading it again for a very long time it's it's i've 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 really fallen in love with that series. The first anime that I ever dabbled in, you're going to say, of course it was, was Attack on Titan. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's and, like a lot of people's first. Yeah, and like, you know, I really loved the first episode. I was like, okay, I wasn't expecting this to be fucked up. But then I feel like after that, that toad is just missing. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, there is death still in it. It's just that the three main characters you're introduced to, you, you know, they're safe. They're safe. Yeah, they're like not, they're not gonna die. Well, like once the 3D maneuver gear is introduced, <laughs> you're like, oh, they can just fly now. But I remember just the horror, like this cosmic horror of like, oh god, these things are huge. But then they like, I couldn't tell you what happens with Attack on Titan now because I only watched the first season. The last thing I know was that there's Titans in the wall. I can tell you now, people are calling it a masterpiece, but I think it's an absolute dog shit anime at the moment. <laughs> I say anime and manga. I think it's absolute dog shit at the moment. I I really do not like. The story that is presented to me now, I do, I do, I do not mind when people say, "Like, dude, it's gotten so good." I said, and you're like, "That's oh, great, great, that's great." I, I won't like, I don't want to hinder on people who like it. I think it's absolute dog shit. I like, it's, it's taking things that I, I always just look at in a story, and I think that's, that is the most stupidest plot i've ever fucking heard and anime has stupid plots i'm not saying it doesn't but that yeah this... japanese just entertainment is just over exaggerated to everything yeah but i'm fine with most over exaggerated stuff because a lot of it does make sense in context of the universe but attack on titan like halfway not even halfway through because it it's it's a good bit in till they reveal this huge plot. I don't know if you want me to tell you. I don't care. Go oh, for it. Okay, right. <laughs> so they revealed Spoilers this for huge, ginormous plot twist that I'm like, that's that's stupid. Is Which, it something to do with Aaron's dad? Uh, yeah, but everything's always is had it, something. Because I remember they made him. a big deal about his fucking basement for some reason. Yeah. So his, I I can't remember exactly the exact thing about his basement, but. I think it leads to this ginormous cavern or something, and he, you're meant to do some sort of sacrifice ritual shit to create a titan. Um, which Lost me already. I know. That's already stupid, because in the context of the universe, it it, it, it goes insane. It's like, okay, so basically... You're trying to over-explain? Yeah, basically, there's a god. There's a god titan, whose she is just a god. Don't read into that much because none, <laughs> nothing in the entire Attack on Titan thing, because it's weird. They explain why Titans are there, right? Mm. It's because they were a chemically made thing that like turned humans into this ginormous. And I was like, okay, that's kind of boring and stupid, anyways. But then they, but then they explain the chemical thing started with like this god Titan girl way pa- way back in the past, way in the past. I'm like. <laughs> Wow, I don't care. Wow, that's so <laughs> stupid. And then and then they reveal this entire time this entire time when since Aaron has had the attack like the attack titan, his titan. Okay. Uh they reveal that like after Aaron has this titan for this like the entire duration of the show 
that it can see the past, present, and future. So what's the point? I know. that It's the most insane thing I've ever heard where I'm just like, why? They're trying to be too clever for their own good. That's why. Yeah, but like it's it's so stupid because they show they show like this progression in uh, Aaron's like character. You see, I just wish they just didn't do the time thing because I think the progression in Aaron's character is fine in general. But they have to make him the good guy. This isn't out yet, by the way, in the anime. This is only manga where I'm kind of reaching into, but. They have to show that he's the good guy at the end where he's like, he planned this all along. He was the good guy. He's he playing turned, 4D chess. Yeah, because basically he turns bad, right? Which I thought was... I, I see that he has long hair now, so... Yeah, which I think that's pretty cool. Him turning bad kind of makes sense. A lot of bad crap has happened to him. He's not going to have the mental state he... like, Or the most joyful, happy mental state he was when he was a child. So I'm like, this makes sense. He's gone through a lot. And he has two friends that are always trying to be there. But then, that's the other thing. He brings in this eugenics crap that I'm like, what? Like, what? Like, you know Mikasa, the girl. She's like the only Japanese one. They make a big deal about that. Yeah. So, this is insane. Um, Which I'm like, baffled by. So, she is a part of a family that is bloodbound to Aaron's family. So meaning <sighs> everything she's done in the entire series is not because of her own character or her own like dedication to Aaron. It's just because It's just because that's her bloodline. Her family is that now and that means she has to be that. I'm just like that is boring, boring, dumb and also ruining a really cool character. Yeah, it kind of takes away. Yeah, like, it takes away every every action she's ever done that seemed selfless, that seemed, like... Heroic. Sh- heroic, is now just been... No. It's always been for Aaron, and that's all her mind has always been. And, uh, and at the end, it's... I mean, I think they, they tried to make a, a good thing out of it by the end but like it's far too late in my eyes where i'm just like man you you fuck this like you yeah you, they were just trying to be bigger than it actually is yeah i mean because the titans just being there as his force is scary enough but when you explain it it's like oh i get it but then when well, it's just the whole point was like the titans are breaking into the city we have to defend ourselves and now mm. it's just yeah well after a while they defended the city successfully i would w- they they do manage to save their land. They're like they actually managed to save. So they're on an island. That's what it's revealed. They've just been on a ginormous island. And they and it reveals that like, um, what what actually caused the Titans to ha- like happen is because Aaron's dad created this virus thing or like this of course it's not a virus but it, it it's this thing that can create titans and and well he understands the flaws that he's created with that um there's a big i mean this is hard to explain because anime has in almost every single anime there's a shit ton of moving gears so like um, there could be an entire episode just on exposition alone yeah basically so i'm just i'll probably leave it at this like trying to explain the plot to but Aaron's dad creates the Titans. I, I'm not going to go into too much detail about how, because 
I've forgotten at this point because it's been a bit, but um, it's it it's revealed that the what you call it the city or the walled city, anyways, that the people who the rulers in that in that city um pissed off a people from a village outside of their island. Remember when I said they were on yeah. island? Yeah. So basically there's another part of the world not actually everything outside of that island is not hindered by Titans. There's 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 no danger at all. To it's them. just them. It's just them. And it's revealed that that civilization hates that city. And they used Aaron's dad's like thing to make Titans to just torment them. So and it was, every, it was literally an inside job. Yeah, and every like couple of years, they bring like they bring uh, what you call it? They get um, random people who are like sacrifices and make them Titans and let them go go into the city. So there's always a constant supply of Titans. Going yeah, to attack plants, them. Plants are like super agents. Yeah, 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 and, uh, and I mean, I I think I lost interest in this show like ages ago, like even before that. I, I mean, lost interest after season one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I tried to force myself to say it's like everyone says it's great, everyone says it's great, and then you just like it's just losing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, after a while when they stopped making the Titans kind of mysterious, I was like. This is getting boring. I mean, you, they eventually had to to explore what the fuck it was. But I kind of just wanted that to be a depressing story, to be honest. I kind of wanted them to lose, if that makes sense. No, I, I get you. I get because, you. I mean, horror movies and so and what it, like what that concept originally was kind of based off, which was just something so horrifying, like kind of Lovecraftian, uh, just appearing and just destroying everything. Most of those stories don't end with "I've solved it, guys." Game over. Have you finished the Magnus Archives yet? No, not yet. No. Okay, never mind. Then I can't speak about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. you were just bringing up a lot of points that happened. How far are you now? Just so I can have an idea. I don't remember. <laughs> okay, never mind. There's a few things I wanted to say about that. That kind of happened with that. Oh, but anyway. Th- Further down the line, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Then, second anime I watched was Death Note, which I actually really enjoyed. Oh, Death Note's a phenomenal anime. See, I love things where they have an ending. Where, like, you know, it's not too long. It doesn't have to say it's welcome. Yeah. Beginning, middle, and end. And, you know, it was it was enjoyable. It was a nice, like, chess game. Yeah. And I kind of hope they make another live-action one, just so I could hear William Dafoe as Ryuk again. I, I think he's one of the most intimidating voices ever he's so good he's so good oh god dude listening to him play goblin again listen to him play Peter, yeah Peter. it's like oh dude the line of of that's something of yours that's, that's some sense of yours and i'm just like that is so cool just hearing that in my ears i'm like it's awesome this is awesome and i rewatched uh the spider-man one where almost every line he has Wow, I'm like, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, without a doubt. There's no better. Yeah, there's no way they could bring in another one. No, there's absolutely not, uh, because he is phenomenal as Green Goblin, and 
Doc Ock, what's his name? Uh, the actors. Um, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. He's he's also like phenomenal as Doc Ock. Um, I I can I there's been a good few Doc Ock interpretations that I've seen where I'm like, uh, he's not like the definitive one. But like Green Goblin's usually just always a crazy fucking person, and I'm just like, yeah, that, he those just are... he woke up in a new universe and just chose violence <laughs> yeah, straight away, yeah, blowing and shit like, up. Well, there's that, but like, I mean, we know his backstory and how he became the Green Goblin, and back to formula. Yeah, oh, goddamn, I love that line. And but like, I I I like a lot more that of what Willem Dafoe brought to that character than most of the, just the like the old. Because like, in the original Spider-Man, he was like, I want revenge. I'm killing the board. Yes, and I, I do like... Uh, yeah, yeah. He, well, he's not... He doesn't want revenge. His insane personality... Because any, like, kind of irritating thing he had when he was normal, the Green Goblin was just like, cool, I'll kill them. And I'm like... Yeah. And that's like... I love that. Jekyll that's, and Hyde. Yeah, that's, that is so fun. One's a coward. One's like, I'll do everything for you. And then... Just embrace me already. Yeah, and then, I mean, in other interpretations, like the old uh, cartoon, uh, what, what's Green Goblin's actual name again? Osborn. Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn. Yeah, every interpretation of Norman Osborn outside of those, that movie, is, I was always evil, Peter, and I'm just like, no, I Morally like him. Complex. I like him being kind of a good guy. Who obviously had a, a weird moral problem skew thing where he was like, um, he was funding like military, weapons, yeah, he was weapons division yeah, scientist, yeah, and it's just like that's that that is like the most evil I want him to be, like just being that, but also showing that he has a love inside and wants the best for those he cares about, yeah, like his son. Because uh, when you were watching No Way Home, did you just think he he was just manipulating Peter the entire time? Yeah. Even though the case was, it wasn't. When yeah. Goblin came out, it was when Peter was like, oh God, I feel something funny. He just goes... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so awesome. That like, you know, it actually makes you question whether this is Norman talking or if it's the Goblin. But yeah. of course, the, the giveaway is the teeth. Yes. Because whatever, because the little... That neat trick they do is like, whenever he's Norman Osborn, he has prosthetic teeth in to make his teeth look neat. Whereas with not, they, it's just the foe's teeth, which I think is a nice touch. Yeah. I, man. I also... Halfway through that movie, I totally forgot he had super strength. Yeah. So that when he was Batista bombing, yeah, when he was the Batista bombing him through the building, I was like, "Oh, this is this is rad." I don't know if we talked actually about much about um, No Way Home. I think we talked about it. I once wanted when to I was talk about, about to it, it on an episode that didn't happen, but you know. Yeah, I, I I remember. I think we did talk about it briefly. Yeah, when I was about to see it, like in yeah. like a few hours. And then, like, also that same day, we, we watched Mortal Kombat. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about adaptations and whatnot. Yeah. But I think it was, like, you know, the movie was is what everyone wanted it to be, but even it was better. Because all the leaks, like, yes, yeah. I wish we lived in the timeline where Alfred Molina didn't say he was coming back. Because the marketing for that movie was originally going to be, they were going to market it as Stephen Strange versus Peter Parker. Yeah. And you could see how they could have done that. And then that the whole multiverse villains spider-man would have been the biggest surprise ever yeah like you know i think comparing this i mean it was a huge surprise to me not really for green goblin and because we see them in the marketing yeah yeah which i mean i would love to have seen them as 
like you know just that to be a shock to me but um even still i I cheered when I saw Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Everyone did. They were like, oh, I mean, it's true. That, Andrew Garfield and Toby, I was starstruck by. Because uh, I was... You still uh, had I that mean, doubt. It was like, I know they're in it, but are they actually? Well, not just that. It's because, I, well, I didn't know they were in it, to be honest. I mean, I think... I remember you telling me is that, like... It, there was One leaks. of them... Com- yeah, one of them... Yeah, there was leaks and stuff. But in the moment of me watching that film i totally forgot everything that i was i should be expecting from it because i didn't watch almost any trailer apart from uh the trailer at the very end where like all they show was doc ock 110 being in it and green goblin's bomb yeah that those those were that was the last trailer i think i've seen and and no leaks really kind of got to me look at you yeah so i i was i went in and i was just like and once I saw Andrew Garfield, I was like, and then I was just so giddy. I was like, oh, just open another portal. Open another portal, please. Um, I like how they introduced him because it caught me off guard. Yeah. I thought there would have been this big grand. I was like, no, find Peter. You're like, no, no. And I just love how natural they felt together. Yeah. Oh, my God. They, yeah. they actually felt like brothers and not like one superior Spider-Man. One, uh, you're amazing. You're yeah. amazing. And uh, I love that just Andrew took the jokes on the chin. Yeah. Like, I'm lame. I, I'm I'm bad. Did you hear the 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 theory that they might be making an Amazing Spider-Man four, and he's they need, fine. To, they need to make a tree first. Oh yeah, three. Yeah, my <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I, I hope but they he, do. He, he's 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 going to fight Venom. Uh, Eddie Bra- like what you call it? The uh, Tom Hardy's Tom Hardy's Venom. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Because yeah. like I like, I w- It's nice to see Toby, but Toby actually got to finish his run. But Andrew yeah. just got completely shafted. He was always given bad material, even though, like, he stole the show. Like, Toby was great, and Tom was great, but Andrew was just another level. I, I think he stole the show for a lot of people because... He actually fitted. He actually had good stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, he had actually had good stuff. He wasn't always moping around about, oh, Gwen, Gwen, oh, and all that shit, you know? Um, and it's just, I love how you can tell the different Spider-Man apart. Not when they're swinging, of course, but when they're fighting individually. Like, they all have different... Well, he, them fighting individually and also in their swinging, their animations, every single one of their animations are... Down to their web shooter sounds. Yeah, yeah. All... They're all... They're all animated like they were in the original their original films. Well, I mean, Tom Holland's, that's his films, so yeah. he, he just brings whatever the hell they animate him as. But if you look at Tobey Maguire, one of my favorite scenes was when they all land together. Yeah, and he's doing And they're the all classic. in their poses. And I'm just like, that's awesome. Like, Tom Holland's in the, like, leg out yeah, all the he, way. And, and then, Toby's in the crouched up yeah, figures. The crouched, yeah, like, looking like a gargoyle. And I'm just like, that's so cool. And, and not to mention, like, you know... The one that got me so happy was Charlie Cox coming back as Daredevil. I know. I th- I I actually forgot about that just there for a second. Everyone yeah. does. Everyone the does is, forget it because cause there's so happens, much shocking that shit. That happens ten minutes into the film. Yeah, and it, and that means <clears throat> that's also canon. Yeah, which because it's not it's not like before because Vincent D'Onofrio, like, like you know, the fact that warping shit. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin made his MCU debut the same day that this came out it's like you can't have them and not be because mm. he's pretty much said it's the same kingpin it's the same kingpin so I'm hoping for the same daredevil but at the same time like you know it has to be scary it's like okay daredevil was incredibly brutal yeah and I hope 
if they go forward that they just respect that yeah but on the note of like you know William Defoe being iconic with live I I feel like live action interpretations of characters have a much more sticking impact than on the comics because mm-hmm. like you know whenever like when you think of Joker you think of Heat Ledger and then you think of everyone trying to no one can make their own Joker because like mm-hmm. he's like oh it's not Heat Ledger same with Batman like it yeah. was Michael Keaton for a while but like you know 20-30 years later it's Christian Bale so of course there's going to be a lot of comparing contrasting so it's like what's Robert Pattinson gonna do now and I yeah. like it's like it's hard to make something your own yeah. you know otherwise people just shit on it like see, I think I think you see why I like Willem Dafoe is a far more iconic thing and even with Joker and stuff the Joker comic wise is is written to whatever degree he's always written the I, I comics comic versions of characters uh i still love the writing for for the most part like joker i still love his writing even if it's even if i'm imagining him being spoken by heath ledger or something like that i i still like his character mostly uh, when he's written sometimes he's written really stupid and then <laughs> I, I mean but green goblin in, even in the comics, I think he's the one of the worst written co- comic book characters. Because he's just he's, too goofy in the comics. He, he well, n- I'm the foil to Spider-Man. Well, even I mean, I I would be fine if he. I mean, and that's probably older comics. Um, but in newer comics, Green Goblin is Joker, and I'm just like, that's not what he is. He he's wacky. I mean, he... He's campy. He's campy. And that's what Willem Dafoe kind of was at some yeah. point. Like, he, at some points he was. And then, if he is menacing, he is menacing. Like, I think him killing Gwen Stacy... I mean, okay, in the comic, when he kills Gwen Stacy, it's kind of like a... I mean, okay, I wasn't, I wasn't like, raised on those type of comics. So that was probably shocking at some point. Because uh, they killed the love interest, and you never do that ever in the mo- for the most part. So that that would have been shocking. But rereading it, it's like, uh, okay, <laughs> who cares about Gwen Stacy anymore? It's all about Mary Jane. Also, what you call? It? I I had a discussion with somebody on like, like which which is your favorite Spider Man love interest between uh, new Mary Jane, old Mary Jane, and Gwen Stacy? Like from the movies was, and I remember Mary Jane from Toby's being a lot more like nothing to me, but rewatching Spider Man like the original trilogy, I was like, she's like a way better character than Gwen Stacy was in the Amazing Spider Man. Like a way better character. Gwen Stacy in the original Spider Man. Like, I love you. She's yeah, very yeah. I mean. At the time, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone Emma were, Stone were together. Got together, so their chemistry was really good together. But Gwen was just such a Gwen was like such a nothing character. I mean, I I don't. She was like a scientist or something, and she was like something. Her whole purpose was just I to really... be killed. Yeah, base. Well, yeah, basically. As soon as you saw that clock tower in the final yeah, fight, yeah, you're like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. But well, yeah. The moment she fell into that clock tower, you're like, you're dead. <laughs> you ain't, you ain't gonna out as oh, yeah. back snap. And then, uh, new Mary Jane, I like her for what she is. I think she's actually probably the best love interest. But 
for some reason in my mind, like old Mary Jane was, is like, way like under respected than I thought. Like in my own head, I was like, wow, this is fascinating. Because I always remembered her as like, like her going for what do you call it? She just going for Harry. Well, she did go for Harry in the first movie. Um, and then, yeah, I saw her as, like, just a person who just did, like, what you, she just kept, what's the best way to, yeah, I just kind of saw her as a person, as a person who just, like, just avoided, I don't know what else to, I don't know how to describe (laughs) her, like, or, like, what I thought she was, I just thought she was nothing, I really just don't, didn't remember her character at all, but in this, she was, like, when I rewatched it, she was like, she starts off with uh, Thompson. What's his name? The oh, Flash bully? Thompson. Oh, yeah. Flash Thompson. Um, she starts off with Flash Thompson, then goes out I with Harry. Wouldn't want to fight me neither. Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, and then, and then she goes out with Harry, and then by the end of the movie, she's like, "I really like Toby," and he's like, like, "I can't." Yeah, yeah, because he's like, he can't, because he he just responsibility. Yeah, which I oh, I absolutely love that last scene because. After what happened with Green Goblin and him already trying to kill her, he was just like, "I can't. If people know you, I I like you, then that's you're going to be a threat." Because one thing that No Way Home did for me was it actually made me finally like Tom Holland as Peter and Spider Man. Yeah, I would say the same thing because like I believed he was going to kill. I thought he was going to finish Goblin. I was like, "That is a if they did that, I wish every Spider Man has to go through that phase once they see their." Well, their version of Ben die. I, I guess yeah. his version was. Uh, but it's still like I actually felt me. like he doesn't feel like a kid anymore. He actually looks like he's going to kill. Yeah, like that. That when he's about to fight Goblin on the broken shield and he pounces down, I was like, "There's murder in his eyes." Yeah, and when he's just going in and in, I'm like, "Holy shit, we haven't seen a Spider-Man this brutal before." Yeah, and it's Tom Holland's. Oh, Even man. Andrew Toby, like, dude, what the? F- he's going overboard. What? Yeah. The, what the fuck? You know, you know what I absolutely love, right? So after watching the first Spider-Man and then like rethinking of that entire thing, I I love that even more, just so much more. So in Tobey Maguire's one, he tries to seduce Peter to being bad after Ben like is dead and he already tried to get all his bloodlust out. Mm. He tried to seduce him then, but at that but like after that but at that point, he was Spider-Man in his head. He was going to always use his power for good and not really anything else. And this Peter, like Tom Holland's Peter, didn't... Well, technically, he didn't have that yet, I, I don't think. Where he, he didn't have the overuse of his power to a point where he realized he was going to kill somebody. Because this is... Uh, the, but like... then he was fighting Green Goblin, and it's... It's the first oh, time we. Re- this, I think it's the first time we see him go hand to hand as well, actually punching. Because like I know in Homecoming he doesn't throw a single punch. In No yeah. Way Home I've only seen once. I don't remember really an. Inf- I know he kicks Thanos in Infinity War, but like actually yeah. with people, the first time you really see him go hand to hand, hand to hand is with Green Goblin. I think uh, so. Yeah. And when he's wailing him, because we don't know the strength of this Peter, and actually seeing him like you know wail on him, and Goblin just laughing in his face, I was like. Holy shit, that's a villain. 
Mm. Like, you know, Thanos had this whole complex of, like, I'm really the good guy. You have to understand. Goblin just didn't care. He he was just a villain. He just wanted to do bad things. I absolutely love God, that scene where he's fighting him in, the, like, the, uh, uh, the skyscraper, and he's just getting pu- punched, and he's laughing, and, and he gets pushed. And then he pulls Peter and just Batista bombs him through the fucking floor and then just keeps wailing on him. I love that entire thing. But I also love the fight scene in the original Spider-Man. Sorry, I, I just... I, the original Spider-Man, I forgot how fucking amazing it is. But... The punches it, actually sound... Yeah, the punches are fucking awesome. And, like, there's one punch where you just... It just follows, like, it's Toby's face and going... And going through, through all walls. these walls. I'm just like... This is awesome. This is so cool. I forgot how fucking awesome Green Goblin is. And just, like, I mean, I remember how cool he was in that. Uh, but I was just like, man, they must have wrote him way better than the original movie. I rewatched the original movie. Oh, they write him the exact same. He's just always a good apparently character. Apparently, Tom Holland said that, like, you know, from one scene alone, like, the folks had a hundred different takes. Mm. He, just, he, just, he just, I hope, like, apparently, wanted to see just Toby and Goblin interact, which they really didn't do. Yeah. Except when he, like, gets cured, he looks at him, he's just like, I'm stabbed. But, like, one thing I can say about No Way Home that I'm kind of glad that happened was, for once, Tom Holland wasn't sidestepped in his own film. He actually felt like he belonged with the other two Spider-Men. Yeah. That they actually felt like a team. That each yeah. brought something new. Like, Toby was just a wise one. Andrew was just a help everyone type and just Tom was like I want to be as good as these guys because in the script because the script was released online it said like you know his new suit was inspired by the other two Spider-Men like seeing them was like oh yeah taking inspiration from new friends yeah which and one thing that's funny is in the script Tom Holland is just Peter Tobey Maguire is Spider-Man no Tobey Maguire is um, Peter and Tom Holland Spider-Man and, to- and Andrew is Webverse Spider-Man <laughs> yeah what you call it I I watched uh, a thing about fuck it was about Toby I think I think it was about Toby. one sec I'm losing it but I I have it on the cr- cusp still it's was it unused concepts no it had to do with, oh no, it was with Andrew, uh, Andrew Garfield's, so, and this wasn't something I watched, I don't know why I said I watched, but um, I kind of felt like Andrew Garfield's Ben kind of got shafted when Toby was like, I lost my Uncle Ben, and then, and then... Andrew said he I lost, lost my Gwen. Gwen. Yeah, and it's like you also lost your Ben, and now you're also saying Gwen. And then I was just like, okay, if you're going to say Gwen, then wouldn't Pe- like wouldn't Toby not just say, oh, I lost my best friend? Uh, and Tom is like, dudes, <laughs> yeah. But like, I believe now that there was no Ben Parker in Tom Holland's life. That oh, he just yeah, same. like uh, I'm I'm okay with that. A lot of people are getting I mean, butthurt. Yeah, I mean, I if it ever was, it was probably like just a quick passing relationship. I mean, it could just be Aunt May. Yeah, yeah, like that. She's just been... a single mother, which you know, I'm fine with. Yeah, like it's... well, a single mother, a single adopted yeah. mother. Like you know, it's just it's different. And that's fine. Like you mm-hmm. know, because like with the new Batman movie coming out, I'm glad that they're just kind of skipping over the whole origin. Yeah. I well, I will say though, 
I did think they hinted at it when in No Way Home with the suitcase, which I thought was a bit odd. Well, there was the suitcase, but then there was also in um, uh, Homecoming. He says to Ned that like it's just like I can't. I can't tell her or whatever, because, like, not after all she's gone through. Yeah. And I was just like, is that a reference to Ben? Like, did was Ben there and died? Because at this point, they would have had to have said something. Yeah. But I it's mean, just, don't when... get me wrong. I, if Ben was there and died, that would have probably... I would have accepted that because he could have died, like, before Peter was even, like... An, but again, it could have just. I mean, I, don't I know, know that it's in so many things. There's so many things that could be. Yeah. The what if Spider-Man mentions Ben? Oh, really? In the zombie episode, like, oh, I lost oh, my uncle. Right. But you know, like I said, I'm completely fine with no Ben. Peter still got to where he had to be. Just you know, I think the reason why they killed at May was because of the reaction from the PlayStation Four game. That they see it was a bold choice, but people not that they didn't like it, but they see okay, that's a good step for Peter. I mean, it's always been a good step. I, one of the worst comic books decisions is to not, like to completely and forcefully try to avoid that step of yeah. of uh, May dying, which was when he went to the fucking devil and was just like, oh, yeah, "Please let May live." I'm just like, no, she's been a fucking live since she was eighty. <laughs> <laughs> like consequences are important. And, yeah. you know, that's one of the big fears with a lot of Marvel stuff is, like, you know, bringing people back and whatnot. Yeah. And it's just, with May's death, Spider-Man was born. Yeah. Because, of course, with great power comes great responsibility. And they, they, they had to ask Sony, please let us use the line. Please let us use that most iconic line. Which is funny, because they also said that line kind of when uh, in No Way Home as well. Where they do the Iron Man thing, but Iron Man—if you're nothing like, without a suit, then you don't deserve it. Yeah, which is like, okay, you said that line twice, but I guess, but I guess great power with great, great, so, great but, power comes great. No way, hope he's saying like, why do I have to help these guys? Because they're he's like, because it's your best, Peter. Yeah, technically, but like, yeah. you know, it's just—it was great seeing the other guys, but again, I, I'm just. Just give Tom. Just, I'm glad he has just a normal suit. None of this fucking iron doo doo shit. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best thing that came out of it. That he's actually. That's the thing. Also, I don't know if many people. Well, probably a lot of people have, but like, the apartment he goes into is the same one he's in in Spider Man Two or Spider Man Three. I can't remember, but he's in, uh, the apartment at the end of um, No Way Home. He goes into the same apartment that uh, Toby was in, I think. It doesn't look the same. Well, Toby's not... looks a lot more decrepit, but I'm sure. I'm sure they like fancied it up a bit, but like, if it is, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I we think know it's in front of the Rockefeller ring. Yeah, it's what you call it the um. Uh, because I think in the second, I think it's in the second one because the first one, that's not his place. It's uh Harry's place. Yeah. The. Uh, and Harry's place is way more open, like really he's open. Rich, yeah. And uh, but Toby in the second, second or third movie because it's the second. It has like has a has a has the um. No, it isn't the same because there's a step 
Oh, is a step? There's a step in Toby's one. And there's Tom's one is just one flat floor. Ah. But is it? <laughs> I don't know. I need to look at them again. Because but, I thought I thought it was the same apartment, but maybe it's not. But you know, it's they're actually you know, he is Spider Man now, and now he's saying like guys I kinda of don't want to be Spider Man anymore, which makes it even funnier. Speaking well, of he, rumors he has three more movies, but like Speaking of speaking of rumors, and I believe this to happen. Apparently, Tobey Maguire is going to be in Multiverse of Madness. I I wouldn't mind. You see, the thing is, like, he's here now, and it's Sam Raimi. It's just the cats. True. Like, <laughs> the, like this one's a rumor. With imagine, no proof. imagine though, it's not. He's not Spider Man. Yeah, he's just so, like, he's Willie Stroker. <laughs> <laughs> It's like bend over. No, nah, what? What? They couldn't do anything else with that. Imagine it's just Green Goblin never turned evil. Like he's still evil. He's just going around the multi. The multiverse of madness is Green Goblin being more mad. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Nah, but apparently, one does the villain. But like, everyone was over theorizing for No Way Home. The yeah. theories for this movie, people are like the Fox X Men are coming back. Um, Wesley Snipes is coming back. The Fantastic Four from those movies. Everyone's coming back in this one. I'm yeah. like, guys, lower your expectations a bit. Because yeah, apparently yeah. one leak was that Wanda Maximoff gets in a fight with um, Patrick Stewart's pr- uh, Professor Xavier. I'm like, whoa, guys, calm down in a bit. You're going what to be the, out there. What the fuck? Would did... Also, definitely not Patrick Stewart. <laughs> He's definitely not coming back. But um, and that apparently, you know... <laughs> huge like it's just all these cameos i'm like guys are you watching it for the plot or cameos at this point like that, yeah, that's another yeah. thing that knows about marvel at the moment was like he's like hey i understood that reference i mean me personally i don't think wanda is going to be the bad guy uh well i mean we know that what you call it evil or evil bully uh, strange bully, bully <laughs> strange is in there but um that strange is like a good guy by the end of what if isn't he i can't remember man i mean i never watched what if but i think i was spoiled on the fact that he turns good i know he i remember he helps out but he's sent back to his little prison world but i don't know like i'm excited to see it because just sam raimi it's nice to see his name pop up yeah but like but that's I'm more excited for the Batman though. And the fact that like the Batman's release date made Marvel shipped every other release back. I'm like, ooh. And Batman's runtime yeah. is two hours and forty seven minutes. Two hours, yeah. And forty seven. Yep. Nearly three hours. Man. So there's gonna be a lot of movie and like apparently according to test screeners, he's in the suit for nearly the entire film. Yeah, I was like hearing that. It was the same when I heard that Deadpool. I was like, ah, oh, cool. He's in the the suit almost and not only is he in the suit he he does not remove the mask i was very happy that like to hear that deadpool was they were doing that where like yeah no they're not going to show his face but much. unfortunately what deadpool is it's one of those ones you could only really watch a few times yeah it's the it's the fact that it the gimmick the big, wears yeah, off it's the fact that it's it's a comedy it's I think that's that's the worst part about it and another thing is they make a lot of jokes for the cinema not the home yeah, that's why I think I like two more than one, because two has a consistent story and didn't take place on an entire fucking bridge. Yeah, true. That's 
I mean, that was budget restraints, and I can't really judge it for that. I, I still am... God, imagine the hindsight if they're just like, oh, if we just put a little more money behind his... Yeah, ball. it was like... Okay. One the, I think it was one of the first R-rated movies to make a billion. Yeah. And it. I think, in fairness, it did deserve it for how much uh, they fought for that fucking movie to come out. And then... I also just love that Ryan Reynolds said, fuck it, I'm taking the suit with me. I've earned it. <laughs> But and who leaked the test footage? <laughs> who? I mean, that's yeah. That that, that test footage is that that under that one hundred and ten percent definitely so, helped yeah. the release of that. And like you know, movie. I enjoyed it at the time. Like I'd rather watch two than one, but it's just same. There's, Only there's, for the fact again, the story more consistent, more characters that are like. Have their own goals, and you're not always listening to. But it also it does have some of the worst CGI I've ever seen in a film as well. <laughs> which which? There's a scene where Domino was running down the road. And a lot of shit is happening oh, around her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just a GTA one car drives by. Yeah, yeah. I I thought I I thought it was I thought it was pretty alright. It wasn't the worst. I mean, it looked like um Free Guy, which uh, Free Guy is not like the best cgi looking thing but it's like deadpool's its own neat little gimmick but if they continue on with it there's only so much they can do with it yeah because i mean like if they do deadpool kills the marvel universe that would be fantastic that would if they if they were to ever end the mcu like how how else would they do it but that because like you know there's all your fort wall breaking jokes there because like i feel like the fort wall breaking jokes pointing at the audience is getting too old now yeah like one thing I wished... This is the Fort Wall jokes I was expecting, where he's in the middle of a fight and he has no weapons and he reaches to the side and pulls the boom down and starts using that as a weapon. Yeah. Like, you know... Or, like, one that he just storms off set. He's like, okay, I'm done with this scene. Like, that's what I was expecting. Not like, hey, audience, I'm talking to you. Because that's the first joke they make in the entire fucking film. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like now that they're getting a lot more better with Fort Wall breaks, like the Harley Quinn show, for example, is really good at it. Where, yeah. like, you know, it isn't pandered all the time. Like, I'm fine with him talking to the camera with, in regards to what's happening with the plot. But not him going, Woo! Yeah, I do like some lines, though, where they're like, where's all the other X-Men in like this? And then they show the... Like, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, true. They do good things with... I mean, okay, that's the second movie, like I said. And the second movie just had so much more money to work with that it just works better. Uh, although... They still had more jokes and and uh, not a lot of the jokes really hit. Like, I, not to uh, mention they started off with a cold open where they killed a girlfriend. Yes, and you're like, oh shit, this is darker. I that's where I, I like the direction of where it was going because I mean, how do you kill a guy who can't die? Yeah, just kill everything around him. Yeah. <laughs> but what you call it? Why I, I really liked um uh that as well is because they brought in Deadpool's one of Deadpool's biggest things where he loves death like the character death and I think killing his love and making her the representation of death for him I was like that's that works extremely well like that's awesome uh and and just Josh Brolin is just always so cool yeah and uh, yeah that's true and also in fairness if they were ever to bring I mean okay 
Deadpool can just walk into the MCU and everybody will be like, yeah, okay, I mean, that's acceptable. For Free Guy, they did some promotional it, stuff with him and Korg. Yeah. That's because Taika is in it. Yeah. yeah and, and I'm like, yeah. that is phenomenal marketing. Yeah. The fact yeah. is, like, you get Deadpool, it's like, oh, here's an MCU character. And it's like, is that canon, guys? Yeah. Is yeah. It? And it's just like, that's how you do marketing. Mm. And uh, yeah, so that was, I was happy to see that. And then, yeah. I mean, Deadpool can just walk into the MCU, uh, but the other X-Men, you need, you need, I think, a bit to, like, you need a lot to work on to get them in. Marvel still can't explain just stuff happening, because, like, yeah, the Spider-Man was a long stretch coming back. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't really talk, it's like, hey, you look different. It's like, hey, guys, look. Yeah. Like, they don't really explain why. Like, even Jamie Foxx like, I look different in this universe. And that's it. That's a line. Yeah. I think it was because... I don't know, man. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Because he does say, the energy's different here. But then, like, the energy makes is yellow. That's the difference. To make you comic and book accurate. Yeah, he doesn't get his... He, he has actual hair. Yeah. Spider-Verse also comes out this year as so. well. Mm-hmm. And I know that will. They're just going to crap into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider-verse. no, cross the Spider Verse. Cross the Spider Verse. And I feel like with that one, they're just going to try to get as many Spider Men. I feel like Tom Holland, Toby, Andrew will all be in it as a cameo. Yeah, I mean, I'm just very excited to see what I would never have thought ever would have happened was to see Spider Man 2099 in a movie of Spider Man. I would have never seen. I would have never thought they would have done that. I mean. It just it has it has so much to live up to. Yeah, because when Spider Man twenty ninety nine, his name is not like a reference to Peter Parker. You know, like with the other characters that were in into the Spider Verse, um, they all had kind all their names were kind of references to Peter Parker. Apart from Gwen, which because Gwen was an established character and people probably knew her already, um, but uh, Spider Man twenty nine ninety nine being like Miguel O'Hara, I was like, there, there's no reference. He's from the future. That I actually I don't even think he's in the Spider Verse technically. Technically, he's from the future in uh, the Marvel six one six universe, like the comic mm-hmm. book universe. So just seeing him, I'm just like. There is no reference to Peter Parker in his name. I mean, the only reference to actual Peter Parker from him is the fact that he messed around with Peter Parker's DNA in like later on and just became this. He also hates being Spider-Man. <laughs> like he 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 hates being him because it's actually ruined his life. That's what happens when you're Spider-Man, though. Yeah, yeah, true. That yeah, true. That's the whole point. I just really like Spider-Man Twenty Nine. I I know a lot of people like his new suit, but I don't like it. The white and green one, or whatever the fuck he has. It's just his suit is simple but loud. Yeah. Oh, the blue and the yeah, blue and red. like the red and his face just kind of being everything there. I love that suit. That's like iconic. That's like I know it's very nineties, but Jesus fuck, that's iconic to me. But yeah, Spider Verse. I don't know what to expect. It has a lot to live up because goddamn, there was just so many great moments. Yeah. In like the fact that they killed like Peter Parker twenty minutes into the film. I know. And you're like, oh. He's dead. Peter B. Parker comes in, yeah. yeah. And, you know, the fact that, like, you know, it introduced... Like, I feel like without Spider-Verse, we wouldn't have had No Way Home. 
to get people used to the idea of different Spider-Man. Yeah, true. But here's another here's a controversial take about future proteges. The only person who is allowed to take up the mantle of Batman is Terry McGinnis. I don't know. I feel like he's the true. Some people really yeah. like. Some people really liked. Uh, Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson or. Tim Drake. No, not Tim Drake. Damien. Damien. People like. Dick, Damien, or. Yeah, the or, Robins. Yeah, I feel like or, Terry. Well, McGinn- no, not not just kind of those two. Yeah. I mean, Terry McGinnis is probably the most iconic one to take up. Well, in my head, anyways, uh, him and Dick, because Dick had a really famous run with like Batman and Robin, uh, where he, the and a phenomenal fucking, uh, uh, run where he, uh, the battle for the cowl, where Batman's like bye bye, I'm dead, <laughs> and everyone and like there's like a huge discourse within the Bat family of like who's going to be the Bat, and D- Dick throughout the entire like book is like. I don't want to, but then fucking, what's his name? Gun Jason comes in and he's just like, cool. I'll be Batman. And, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, you, you can't do that. And then like Dick and uh, Damien have to work together to like beat the shit out of fucking Jason and not like, and for him. And then they, he event like Dick eventually fakes up the cowl and you're like, yeah, it's, oh, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, but yeah, Terry, McGin- Terry McGinnis is also a very good choice because, I mean, he's Batman Beyond. He's he's also a phenomenal choice. Yeah, I hope the Batman's good. But Same. here's another hot take. I don't want a Joker in these movies. <laughs> I, I, I just want different rogues gallery. I'm a Joker. I'm a Joker. Yeah, let's see uh, Penguin again. We are getting the Riddler, but I would like to see Penguin again. Yeah, I feel like they're just going to set up Penguin in this one. Mm, probably. Or, um... A good Doctor Freeze might be cool. Although, I would say the old Doctor Freeze was actually pretty fun. But definitely not like... Ice to meet you. Yeah, definitely not as tragic as he originally is. I feel like I mentioned that here before. I know I've said it to a few people. Like, I want each villain to give Batman a lesson. I Like, with this one, it feels like the Riddler is giving him a lesson. Like, you're not the smartest one here. To humble him. Hmm. And I'd want Freeze to hypothetically be like, hey, show some fucking compassion. We're all not just tugs, you know. Hmm. We do bad things as we think we're good. And then... And Penguin's like, it's all about the money. <laughs> <laughs> about the money, money. <laughs> but, you know... But, and then the Riddler... Not Riddler, fucking... Scarecrow would be a good one for this one. I'm gonna fucking Scarecrow. So, I mean, they're kind of going down the paths that the Telltale game did. Where, like, it looks like the Waynes are gonna be corrupt. Because they released a yeah. prequel novel to the Batman, which showed highlighted a few things which I thought were interesting. One of them being that the Waynes donated Wayne Manor to be an orphanage, mm. and that like you know, all the orphans hate Bruce Wayne because it's like, hey, this is he used to live here. This is his house. This is how he grew up, and the Riddler was one of the orphans who lived in that manor. Oh, and that like for now until they were killed, blip. They lived in Wayne Tower in the center of Gotham. Mm. And that's the Batcave is an old railway used by the Waynes to beat the Gotham traffic under Wayne Tower. So that's where the Batcave is. Yeah. And Bruce Wayne made the Batmobile at age 16 because he was a bit of a boy racer, which shows. And the most important fact was that the Riddler used to be a food delivery driver. 
The who? The Riddler, Edward Dashton. He used to be a food delivery driver. Yeah, that, they mentioned that in the book. Isn't he meant to be Enigma? Isn't he meant to no, be he's, working? No, he's Edward Dashton in this one. Oh. But, like, you know, the whole, what looks like is that there's something shady about Bruce. Like, I like the fact that they kind of hint that he kind of knows Bruce Wayne as Batman. But yeah. I also feel like that's a red herring. So, is this a new interpretation entirely of the Riddler? I don't, I don't know if there was a Dashton before, but his name... My, uh, oh my, my god! My chair just almost killed me, because in this one his name is Edward Ashton, so I don't know if he'll go Enigma. But okay. either way, because they released one scene, it leaked, so they just release it mm. off the uh, a fuller scene of the funeral, and like you know, yeah, and I like the fact mm. that they don't really show his face, but I'm excited for it, and I hope it's good. Tickets yeah. go on sale tomorrow. It's what? Tickets go on sale tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Oh, right. I thought you were saying it's out tomorrow. I was like, what? No, it's not. <laughs> I gotta book them tickets. Yeah, no, but, um, yeah. Imagine they bring in Solomon Grundy. <laughs> yeah, they bring someone so absurd. They bring, they bring in fucking. God, who's the most absurd Batman villain? Man Bat. Man Bat. They, br- they bring in Zeus. <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> they bring in, uh,. I don't Matt know. Hatter. Most, most, yeah, Matt. Oh my God! If they brought in Matt, I mean, they own it, don't they? Warner Brothers, don't they own? Or is so. that still owned by Disney? Is that... I think it's public domain. Oh, it's public domain. Oh yeah. So yeah, I guess they could just use Matt Hatter or whatever the fuck they want. That that'd be a, a, a bizarre fucking one to choose. Oh God, who they bring it? Asriel. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a cool one. It would be cool. Yeah, I mean, the person who who wants to. I mean, Take it's over. a bit young if they're doing like an early Batman adaptation, like him in a younger state. I would, I think Azrael is kind of a later Batman story. It's like, you know, I because he, his whole point is to take up the mantle of Batman. Bring someone, like, just bring in different ones. Like, you know, the Riddler, they were hinting at it in the Nolan ones, but they never went true with it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I mean, like, with this new Batman, I mean, they're probably only going to really do the more realistic ones. Like, I can imagine, I mean, I imagine, I mean, I can really see them doing the Court of the Owls with this Batman. That'd be an interesting one, but it has to be one I want, like, blink and you miss hints. Mm. But, like, not, it's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Court of Owls are, they're, that's basically like Spectre. Like James, not like Spe- what Spectre is to James Bond. That, like, no matter it's what, just... everything was orchestrated from the start. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, so I can imagine, like, the Court of the Owls. I can definitely imagine, uh, what's his name? Fuck. Uh, Hugo Strange? Uh, I can imagine him as well, but no, it's the, um, Oh my god, what <laughs> the fuck? It has one uh Hush. They'd probably hush, do hush, yeah. yeah. Could be interesting. Stealing Batman's identity, which I mean in fairness in this day and age probably a very good plot line to do about trying to not get identity stolen and stuff, maybe. Uh and then Yeah, Hush is not the worst idea or um, I feel like Two Face has been. Th- he's done twice now. Yeah. Like, so I don't know what else could you really show with him. Yeah, he's done twice. Joker's been done like f- three times now, so he's probably out of the picture. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, with this, uh, the Riddler gets two, and then 
yeah, I. Who's that? Uh, the Calendar Man would be pretty fun. He was already in the Suicide Squad, though. Oh fuck, was he? Yeah, he was the one. Hey, poke it up, man! I want to hire you for my kids' party, you fucking pussy. Oh right, nice. Uh, uh, slash or something. Saz, Victor Saz, Victor Saz. He's probably a more realistic one. He's just a killer. He eats his dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably a way more realistic one, but. Or the butcher pig. What's his name? Oh, I know the one you're on about. Yeah, I mean those realistic guys. I mean, I would love to see Manbat. Like absolute. He he's more of a realistic person to understand, like what like he is. But like, I think he would be an awesome. I just want. I I would love to see him as a villain. At some you, point. you just want the animated series, don't you? Just bring everyone in from there. Fuck yeah! Who wouldn't? I mean, I mean, the animated series made Freeze and Harley Quinn. It's not a, it's not the worst idea that yeah, I should follow those those guys, bro. Those guys knew what the fuck they were doing, and um, even in just that, they. What I want from a Justice League film is from the Justice League animated series, and what I want from a, uh. If they did do Batman Beyond, it's probably just going to be from the Batman Beyond series. Although, and if I was to choose, I'd still prefer the Batman animated series over Beyond. Fair enough. Mm. Right, we'll leave it there. Alrighty, um, we should leave with a bang. Okay, one second. Bang. Bah.